Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in. Good to see you on this Monday night, right after Ole Miss completed their sweep in Arlington. We're going to talk about that and maybe a little bit of basketball if there's time. But I know baseball is on your mind, as it should be today. So great to be with you. Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Again, on a Monday night, Ole Miss just completed the sweep in Arlington. They beat TCU on Saturday, 7-3, Texas Tech on Sunday, 5-4, to and then Texas today, a dominating win over Texas today. So we're going to talk about all that, but first I want to remind you, number one, follow me on Twitter, at Michael Borky. That's where you can see also my morning live stream. Check that out. Uh, Facebook, Periscope, soon to be YouTube as well, and of course it's uploaded in podcast form in uh, my personal podcast feed, so check that out. would love to have you talking live every morning so I can have you comment, stuff like that. Also, the show brought to you by LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. I know Greg at LB's is pretty pumped about what just happened in Arlington, and uh, you should reward him. Stop by. It's the best place in Mississippi to get your meat, get one of their daily lunch specials. They're Monday through Friday. Uh, but they are open seven days a week. The weather is finally getting better. Everybody has thawed out by this point, at least I hope so. And so now it's time to get behind the grill. So stop by LB's again. See Greg, tell him we at Super Talk Rebel Report sent you. And um, yeah, let's get started. So Ole Miss just completes the 8-1 to win over Texas. Derek Diamond was very, very good. Uh, Ole Miss really just mashed the baseball I mean, um, Chatney was great, although uh, he pulled up kind of gimpy uh, there late in the game after his third double of the game. Uh, running into second looked like a hamstring injury. I am not waiting to hear from Mike Bianco before I record this podcast, so I don't know if there's going to be an early prognosis or an update. But yeah, he uh, he pulled up a little gimpy, and um, we'll see how long uh, that last but he was he was the story of the game along with the picture the picture good lord the pitcher Derek Diamond who got the win six complete innings only gave up four hits uh, one of which did go for a home run so four hits one run one walk eight strikeouts in the game I mean just electric uh, from the young pitcher and uh, Ole Miss in the bullpen with Johnson uh, cleaned it up later in that game but first before I get into the the nuts and bolts of these games um, this weekend, I need to slow down a little bit. I need to slow down. This weekend, um, affirmed what everybody thought about this baseball team. And, I mean, quite simply, we figured, everybody figured that this was going to be an elite-level baseball team. Everybody kind of had the idea that Ole Miss was going to be very, very good. They were preseason top 10 in basically every poll that matters anyway. And it was a team that went 16-1 and a year ago, had all kinds of potential. But this weekend, it's a tiny sample size. And I know baseball is a funny game where one weekend really doesn't define anything. But this was a measuring stick weekend, but most importantly... um, This just confirmed to you that this is a national championship caliber baseball team. I'm not saying they're going to win it. I don't know. But 
this is a team that is equipped to play for and win a national championship. There's no way around it. I'm not saying they're, again, I'm not saying they're going to, but I don't think anybody with half a brain could watch what they saw this weekend after what you saw last season and think that this team is anything other than one that should be in that contention. They've got everything. They've got hitting, they've got speed, they've got power, they've got starters, they've got bullpen, and they've got this quiet, it's not quiet, it's a swagger, it's a a confidence and aura about them that you just have not seen really until last year in this program. Even the 2014 team that broke through and made it to Omaha didn't have the kind of swagger that these guys have right now. That's my biggest takeaway from the weekend. It's only three games. If they had gone 0-3, it would not have been the end of the world. If they had gone 1-2, no big deal, 2-1, great. But still, just it's only three games in a long baseball season. Not long compared to the pros, but 50-game season. But if there was any doubt, and I don't think there was, but if there was any doubt at all, this is a national championship caliber baseball team. There's no doubt about it. No other spin, nothing. National championship caliber team, without a doubt. Their ceiling is that. And it's not like some insurmountable idea where, yeah, you know, this team could if they got hot. No, they could on their best day versus everybody else in the country's best day. They're that good. And I think most importantly, it's it's the swagger, it's the attitude. It's something that I've really admired about Mississippi State for the longest time. Is it's something about that program and that team, and I, they haven't won a national championship yet themselves, but they've had more postseason, postseason success recently. I'm really having a hard time talking tonight, guys. Sorry, I did the stream this morning, um, did the show as, as the, the host this afternoon, and uh, now I'm recording this podcast at night. Just kind of talked out today. Forgive me. Um, I really admired about Mississippi State was the attitude that they approached the postseason with. And a lot of that was infectious from Jake Mangum. And I know a lot of you guys hate Jake Mangum. Um, but his approach and attitude and that team's approach and attitude in the postseason was, um, we're going to kick your ass. We're better than you. Um, we're playing baseball today. It's supposed to be fun. And that was infectious. It infected the entire team. It affected the fans. And and that's why I think Mississippi State has been more successful than Ole Miss in the postseason recently was because they had that attitude and that approach and that kind of nasty about them when it came to the postseason. And I'm seeing that in Ole Miss now. The, The shift from 2019 Ole Miss to 2020 Ole Miss, with everything about the program, there was a a mood change. Um, they're different now, and even the fans are feeding off of it, but when you watch that team, I, I know you can see it. Everybody can see it. it it's so different. Um, they have a confidence. Every time they step on that field, like you can see it in them. You can feel it. They think they're winning. They know that they're winning, and it's this—it's co- cocky, 
If I were a fan of a, of another team and uh, my team was playing Ole Miss, I'd hate those guys. They're cocky. They're they're edgy. They dance. They do these weird jump things. They. This is what it was always supposed to be. This is what it always should be. We're better than you. We know it. We're about to kick your ass. That's their mentality right now. You can see it. It's palpable. You can feel it on that team. And it's so much fun to watch. And if you know anything about me, you know I'm bored with baseball. I loved it when I was in college because I could sit in the outfield and drink all day. But as far as like the the game itself, watching it, I'm it bores me to tears. Not this team. I mean, it's not just that they win. It's how they win. I mean, you've seen it for 20 years with Ole Miss baseball. Um You've seen a lot of teams that won a lot that were boring as hell. You've seen it in this program with this coach. And something happened between 19 and 20 where the team, the the, the approach, the attitude has completely changed. They're fun. And baseball's not fun. But they're fun to watch. It's infectious. The fans are feeding off of it. Uh, what, have they won uh, 19 games in a row now? Isn't that right? Yeah, they were they won 16 last year, won three. Yeah, so 19 games in a row now. It, it just such a, a dramatic shift. And this was something that I pointed to going into the season I was most looking forward to, uh, was just seeing if that was going to play out. Um because I did feel that, and everybody around the program felt that, but we didn't get to see it through. We didn't get to see if um, they weren't going to crack in the postseason, as is the brand for that program. I didn't feel like they were going to. If they keep this approach and that attitude, the being tight in the postseason thing is going to be gone. Um, but I was most looking forward to this season, seeing if they could carry that momentum on, if what they ended last season on almost an entire year later can be something that they replicate. And boy, did they ever. I mean, what an impressive weekend from this team. You know, it sounds really stupid to say. You obviously could not have asked for anything better. But what an outstanding weekend from a team that uh, has proven that they are the caliber of team that can win a national championship. All they have to do now is um, just continue with this attitude and this approach and this swagger and this confidence because they're talented enough to do it. They've got the bats. They've got the arms. I mean, you saw it in all different forms this weekend. I mean, Doug Nikhazy was really bad. Um, The only runs that TCU scored against Ole Miss were walks from Nikhazy. You're not going to see that very often, but in comes... Uh, Kimbrell and then Broadway was just absolutely stunning. Uh, the pitching ninja did the the fastball slider overlay from Broadway, and oh my gosh, I mean, he's got electric stuff. It's just three games, you know, but they, they looked as you hoped that they would. They looked as advertised, and uh, hopefully they can carry it on. Uh, today, the, the big story though is, uh, you know, Chatney's injury, I and mean, he had three doubles, he was great in the game. Um, he was almost 500 on the weekend, too, uh, for whatever that's worth to you. He and, uh, and Gonzalez uh, have just had awesome weekends against Omaha-level competition. Um, like I said before, I have not seen and will not see 
um, any kind of an update, but I, I do see a quote already from Derek Diamond, uh, who was called Dustin Diamond a handful of times on the broadcast today. Um, uh, he said, we're number one for a reason. I mean, they, they believe in themselves that much. There's no coach speak. And um, good, good. Uh, baseball's supposed to be fun. Winning is, is fun. Have fun. And for some reason, keep pissing off Arkansas fans because, God forbid, a team full of 19- and 20-year-olds enjoy themselves while they're winning games. I mean, you know, we just can't have that around here. Uh, no. And we can't have quality broadcast either. I said this on the morning stream. I know a lot of people were frustrated with Flow Sports, and you should have been. Um, it is really tough to do that job. It's It's tough. And there's a reason that I'm... You know, I'm only one-third of a radio show and having to do a morning live stream just to get myself out there, right? So this applies to me as well. Um, but there's a reason these guys are, are doing Flow Sports or FlowBaseball.tv, right? There's a reason for that. They're not the most polished broadcasters in the world. Um, just like me sitting here talking to you. There's a reason I'm here and not somewhere else. Um, that being said... Getting names correct, that's not being a polished broadcaster. That's not something that takes skill. Uh, knowing the difference between a slider and a fastball, like, I, I can forgive that, okay? I don't know where their booth was or anything like that. Uh, this guy may not have been the best baseball mind in the world. That's okay. You don't have to know every nuance of the game to do a, at least a, a decent job of announcing, but calling Derek Diamond Dustin Diamond, the recently passed actor who played Screech on Saved by the Bell, that's just inexcusable. You have a roster right in front of you. It, it wasn't that they were mispronouncing names. They were just calling them the wrong name, and then you're going to pay $30 for this and then get scores that are incorrect, uh, outs that are incorrect, and then commercials running in between innings. When you pay $30 for the stream, the, the whole thing was a joke. Uh, it just makes you appreciate what you have in the uh, the SEC network and stuff like that, because this was just a joke um, for what you paid for. If this was free, that's fine. Like, Ole Miss is going to play some road, like, non-conference games at, at small places, and, and you'll get a stream, and you have to just remember that, you know, it's a free stream, uh, or at least it should be, and it's um, you know a small operation. Uh, this was one that you paid thirty bucks for, and this was what you got. I mean, uh, that's just uh, that's just inexcusable. It really, really is inexcusable. Uh, the product this weekend. Just get their names right. That's all. I mean, just. And if you don't know their names, ask the SID, but how hard is it to just look at the back of the jersey and see the number and then apply that to your chart that you should have in front of you and just say Derek Diamond? How hard is that? Ah, that was a joke. And an otherwise great weekend. That, um, that just so stupid. I, I mean, a lot of you complained and you should have because, I mean, come on. Um, Derek not Dustin, Derek, but otherwise, um, just a hell of a weekend. Just an absolute hell of a weekend for Ole Miss. Um, confirmed what you thought about this team, and uh, we'll see if they can keep it up moving forward. Uh, the schedule has changed a little bit, for sure. Um, so Arkansas State, they were supposed to play Arkansas State tomorrow. That got moved 
to Wednesday, so just one day later, and they have UCF coming in this weekend. UCF uh, was the team that gave up uh, the two Grand Slams in the first inning to the same player um, on Saturday. They lost 20-15 to to FAU on Saturday. An FAU player in his first two at-bats in his college career as a freshman had two Grand Slams in that game. So they dropped two of three. With FAU, you get uh, to return home and see uh, your team. If you didn't get to, to travel to Dallas, I know a lot of people were planning on doing it and couldn't do that. But, um, yeah, you finally get them at home. And you get to welcome the number one team in the country. First time ever in Baseball America's poll, and that's been going on since the 80s. Uh, that old Miss has been number one. That surprised me a little bit, honestly. I, I didn't expect that. Um, I mean, because although Ole Miss baseball is more recent in dominance, you would think at some point in the last 20 years they had risen to number one, but uh, um, apparently not. So, um, obviously that's really exciting. But you'll get to see your number one team at home this weekend with UCF. You will not get to see a team worth watching uh, with your basketball team. That was a really bad transition. Like like I said, I'm I'm just kind of worn out today, guys. Um, but they're at Missouri uh, tomorrow night. It's a game that, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Um, they have to win it, but it, it doesn't matter. Losing to Mississippi State in the fashion that they did. On Saturday, I think effectively ended their season uh, as far as the NCAA tournament and aspirations go. This team really tried to uh, to get me to be wrong about them, but uh, as it turns out, they didn't leave themselves any margin for error. And I think what you saw on Saturday is more indicative of who they are versus uh, the two weeks where they magically got hot. Romello White getting four shots up in a game is inexcusable. The offense was stagnant and boring. Devontae Schuler was was really bad. I mean, maybe if he has an average game, the outcome is different, but he didn't. And your best player, in my opinion, only got up four shots. So how do you expect to win games when that's all you do? This team woefully underachieved. Um, barring an insane... I mean, it's not going to happen. They're not going to make the tournament. Um, they they underachieved. And a lot of questions now uh, need to be answered. I mean, what's next now? Because you make the tournament in year one, you regress in year two, you... I mean, I don't know if this is any different than last year. You don't have to call it a regression, but how much roster turnover is there going to be? I mean, there's a nice recruiting class coming in, but, I mean, Schuler may or may not be gone. Who knows? I mean, Romello White, we'll see what happens with him. There might be some roster turnover, but uh, some questions need to be asked. How did this happen? Because all of the hype about this team was coming from internal. It was internal out. Um this is supposed to be, this is year three, it was supposed to be uh, his team and, and all this stuff, and, and this is how they performed. The offense was basically non-existent for the vast majority of the season. They underachieved. And I had somebody on the radio show today text in and say, well, maybe uh, we, he was talking about Ole Miss, maybe we just need to accept that we're th- that this is us as a program. And, and okay, but the reason, I mean, I've been told that it's elevating. You built a new building for that reason. Recruiting has picked up. The The product, I mean, Ole Miss is not an easy job for basketball, but this doesn't have to be accepted 
by you. You should expect better. This team should be better than what it is. I'm not saying fire anybody. No, not even, no. We're not going down that road. It's not time for that yet. But you don't have to make excuses. People make excuses for this, and there aren't any. Yeah, just say it. There aren't any. This is not excusable. You can support your team and love your team and, and really, really like your coach of your team and think he's the answer and the right guy and still say that this isn't acceptable and we need to be better and we deserve better. You can say that, and that's okay. You don't have to make excuses for, for this program right now because there aren't any. This team should be better than it is. This team should not have lost to Mississippi State on Saturday. Uh, this team should not be way on the outside of the bubble looking in. This team should not be as bad offensively as they are. Uh, they should not have lost to Georgia twice. Uh, and it's really just its just underachievement. And that doesn't mean you have to fire anybody. It doesn't mean you need to make crazy changes, but it it means you need to ask the questions. I think that's fair. They, they tried to change my mind, and I, I turns out I had a finger on the pulse the whole time. This team underachieved. It's not good enough. Offense isn't good enough. Things need to be different. The program's better than this. I think you deserve better than this. Next year's an important year. At least it should be. And there should be some pressure. You know, don't light the seat on fire, but there should be some pressure. Um, Just an embarrassing loss in in a key spot in a very important game. And now you've got a few games left when your baseball team's like this and people are going to completely check out. I mean, you are uninteresting. you're, you're, You're frustrating to watch. And now your baseball team is like this. Fans are going to check out too. Um, there's nothing wrong with expecting better. You don't have to. You don't have to excuse this. Nothing wrong with ex- uh, expecting better. Uh, that is it for me uh, on this uh, on this quick podcast. Listen uh, to the stream in the morning. Uh, looking forward to hearing from you guys and being a part of that. I really enjoy doing that. It's um it's my favorite part of the day, as far as far as work goes. Um, so hop in. And, and talk with me. I'd love to have you. So, uh, But for now, thank you for tuning into this podcast. Thank you for making it a part of your day. And I'll talk to you again here in about 36 hours is when I'll record the next one. So y'all have a good night. I'll talk to you again soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.